everybody welcome back to the show it is the beginning of really the first week of rlcs we've uh we've had qualifiers so i guess you could say it started then but mina actually started today when we're recording this um and na starts when this episode comes out the morning of so lots to uh talk about i actually do want to mention mina at some point but true how, how are you doing uh, how are, are you having a lovely day? Uh, I am. I am having a lovely day. I just got home a little while ago. He texted me asking if I wanted to record the podcast in forty-five minutes. Well, okay. <laughs> no, well, no, 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 no. Just... It's fair. It's yeah. fair. It's fair because we didn't get to do it on Tuesday because you were yeah. traveling. So I was in the air. We're trying Tuesday. to make up. We're trying to make up. Yeah. Um. I guess that is one thing that changed for me. I am back in the country. Um. Oh my gosh, Drew, like, I don't know how much, I guess we kind of discussed that you haven't flown a ton in your life, so I haven't flown internationally in like 10 years, and it changes a person, Drew, it changes a person, like, I get, I got verbally abused by multiple TSA employees, like, <laughs> I, really? it's, it, and like, once you get home, like, the days blend together, I don't know what day I got, I just know that I'm here right now, and I had to work today um it was a good trip though so like yeah. like the customs people yeah you? well no not not just every okay everybody at the airport i swear on my life they live to make your existence hell like it's i don't know what it is they're it's maybe uh maybe it was just our experience but everybody was so mean to me drew like i I w- they were doing like the x-ray thing so you have to put stuff in a in a box and they put it through the x-ray and i was like taking off my jacket and they're like take off your jacket and they just kept saying it i was like geez like give me five seconds and i wanted to cry so that's, that's how my nice. trip went was it yeah was this like whenever you were leaving or was it just that's- in one country is what i'm asking or was it oh like the the, the that treatment yeah was it in I think the states and England? It was both, but I'd say Miami was the worst. Miami people were just jerks. I don't know what it was. I'm sure there's a lot of nice Miami people out there, but everybody was mean to me. <laughs> I didn't yeah. like it. And then uh, we got, I think we got back at like 1 a.m. our time. So we stayed overnight at a hotel and now now we're back home. So That's um, very nice. So yeah, it went well. Yeah, but it was hard to like, keep up with rocket league because the times were so different you know i bet i bet i i would look in the discord every once in a while and i'd be like why is owen up three in the morning and i'd be like oh wait it's nine o'clock there yeah that's prime time for reddit baby like that's (laughs) when i look yeah no but like it's weird though because i just now started adjusting to uk time and now i'm having to adjust back and it's like hitting me pretty hard. So um, I'm excited though to to watch Rocket League. That is the one thing keeping me going this week. I think. So what you're telling me is you've just been in constant jet lag for like the past 
Oh, yeah. 15 days or something like yeah. that. Well, and it wasn't like, and this isn't, yeah, it, it was, uh, I'm not going to say, I don't know who's going to be watching this, but it, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a good, it was a good trip, but yeah, it wasn't like, a, it wasn't a relaxing trip. It wasn't a bad trip. It was a fun trip, but it wasn't like a typical relaxing vacation. So yeah, I'm still recovering, but we 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 regained Drew. We we're glad regained. to have we're glad to have you back, Owen. Thank you. To a yeah, normal. No. Oh, Jeez. I I looked at the uh, I listened to the podcast. I didn't know AirPods quality was that crap. I thought it was better than that. It was uh, it was the best quality. Of the two or three that you were like, how does this sound? And I was like, just do that one. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised that just my iPad Pro's built-in mic wasn't better. Because it, it sounded okay. like the AirPods were clipping to me. It was just really echoey, your normal mic was. Yeah, uh, next time I'll... Uh, if, if I had the state of mind, I would have just like ran to... Like a convenience store or something, and they well, they probably would have been a convenience store, but like the Best Buy that was around there, and got like an adapter, maybe like a USB C to USB A, so that I could like connect this mic here. Mm-hmm. But I did not do that, so we we used AirPods. But uh, we're just trying to be consistent, Drew. We want to be consistent, so basically, you should thank us for what we did and the content that we put out in England. <laughs> We were trying our best with uh, yeah. with what we had. <laughs> yeah, I was tired that night too. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I recorded it, but I was not the best circumstances. But um, we we just have to keep it going, Drew. We have to keep the consistency. Um, okay, let's get into. There was there were a lot of roster changes, not roster changes, but signings from organizations. So I know I told you this beforehand, but for the viewers. There were so many that we can't cover them all, and a lot of them we kind of already had an idea would happen, but now they're just confirmed. So I'll just run through them. And Drew, if you want to mention one or two that uh, catch your eye or whatever, you can do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, G1, they signed ARG, the roster consisting of Mark, Atomic, Dorito. Dignitas moved to NA. They signed Andy, Dries, and Delta. I'm interested to see what Dries does on that roster. Um, Sonics just yesterday yesterday signed Metza, Mike Boy, and though um, SK Gaming signed signed Scrub. I I don't know how you pronounce the other guy RXII. Sorry, I don't know if it's Ricks or what it is, but uh, Scrub RXII and Nas and Solary like literally maybe I think it was yesterday as well signed Kate Opshaw set and Fairy Peak. So a lot of European rosters. Um, kind of getting organizations, which is good. Uh, but are there any that kind of stand out to you? Um, I mean, we kind of knew most of these were happening mm. already. One that I was surprised by was Dignitas, because we didn't really know what was going to happen to them because they were holding on to Jack. Yep, and <laughs> they did hold on to Jack. Yeah. And... We didn't really know what they were going to do with the team. They didn't have a team. And then Jack got bought out or something. I don't know what happened with yeah. all that. But he left Dignitas. And then I was like, well, I don't think Dignitas is going to sit out a year. I think they're going to just try to get any team they can. And yeah. they picked up this team. And I'll be honest, 
they've impressed me already. Like I didn't think that they were gonna make it through the top yeah. sixteen qualifier, but they beat Furia in the final round. So yeah, it was impressive. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. And I, poor Dreams, like he's kind of had to shift his entire career. Like G two, he was in a really good situation, got kicked for Atomic, which is I guess understandable, then kicked from Optic. So I'm interested to see like if he can kind of find a bit of like a foundation that he can lay here and not just keep moving from place to place a little bit. Um, I'll be interested in seeing that. And I think it's a pretty good roster. I like Andy as well. I haven't seen much of Delta, but Andy um, I normally like. Um, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised about Sonics, how they signed Metso's team. I wasn't sure if they were going to get picked up or not. Um, Actually, I think when it was announced, uh, I was watching Lawler's documentary on Metsonoris that he just put out. I don't know if you saw that, Drew. Did you? Mm. I, 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 didn't, like I didn't watch it, but I did see that. It was really good. It was like 25 minutes long or something like that. But mm. um, yeah, but he got signed as I was watching that video. I was wondering, hey, I wonder if he's on a team or is he going to get signed? And then I saw that. So Sonic's moving to EU. SK Gaming, literally, like, I'm not even joking, Drew, like, as I was making this docket 20 minutes ago, they signed. They got signed by SK Scrub's team. So um, I don't expect that team to do super well, to be honest. I think Scrub is the only name. And Nas. Nas is actually a pretty good ones player. I've been watching him recently, but I think they'll probably be like top 10 in the world, maybe. Or not world, in the uh, uh, region. I think this is going to be like a mass esports of season nine was that Bro, or season eight yes I no it was nine was. no i i 100 percent agree with that yeah it just it's just kind of a landing spot for scrub to play in i guess i don't know it just yeah. kind of seems like he's passing through maybe he'll get picked up somewhere else i don't know but that's what but <laughs> That's I thought. So he went to the Mouse Esports, and he went to Guild. It kind of feels like what's happening with SK. Like he's just kind of going from one mediocre roster to another. And then he went to Dignitas, and I was like, okay, things are gonna change. I'm just still on that. I'm still upset that that roster didn't work out. I loved all three yeah. players uh, on the same team, but maybe maybe this will be the roster that works. If Dignitas didn't work, maybe this will. I don't know because Nas is a Nas is a really young player who's good. Um, he's been on Fear. Uh, show matches recently. Um, I got to watch a lot of show matches in England because there were a few days where we did like nothing. We just stayed at the house and I didn't have to do chores because I wasn't home. So I just watched a bunch of fear show matches. So that's how I know about Nas. But that's sick. Um, yeah, it was actually nice because when you're home, like at least for me, like I feel like I have to do something else or like something productive. So, like, even during my free time, it's hard to kind of switch off. But, like, when you're on vacation, it's like you have nothing else you can do. So, it's nice. Um, but, yeah, so those were some of these signings. A lot of EU signings. Uh, a couple uh, North American ones, but mostly EU, which is good because there's been a lot of organizations <laughs> moving to NA. So, it's good that they're filling those spots back up. Um so this is another roster move, but I did want to go into more detail with it. So mm-hmm. before Regional 1 has even started, before technically week one of the season for NA has started, Evo has been benched, and I think they're going to try to get Turn Turo to be a starter for now. Um, 
Evo, he signed a contract when he was 14, I think. Like, before he was even eligible, which I think is a bit questionable. I thought he met, might do better to wait out his options and, and get offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how long the contract was, so I don't know if he's screwed at this moment. Like, kind of like um, Mark Byatt was. Like, I don't know if he's going to be benched the whole season. So that's kind of what worries me about this. But, Drew, I don't know if you have thoughts on it when you read the news. Uh. It's just strange to me. I don't know why Exit would do this because, like you said, they signed him before he was even eligible. Obviously, yeah. they're picking him Which up. Which that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I fine. I don't mind that part. But they picked him up because he was an up-and-coming talent. He was going to be the next I don't know, Daniel or Aqua or someone like that. And they bench him even before they get to have a real result with him. Like they had yeah. some little tournaments here and there, but they're putting them on the bench before they even go into an actual regional is just weird because we know that Evo has talent from 1v1 show matches we've seen. Um, there was a 1v1 land that I can't think of the name of right now that Rizzo hosted that he did. Oh, yeah, he didn't yeah, yeah. do awesome, but he showed that he had large ability in that. Uh, tournament so i just i don't understand the thought process of benching him the thing that gets me excuse me is that they benched him before they even got a real result with him that's what confuses me that is so strange to me it's it's strange to me that they go so all in on it you know what i mean like as an organization and as a team and so things you don't make a regional or they, yeah, they missed out on this one, and then you decide to bench him after one before he's even played. Like, what? Why? Of, why is it Evo's fault out of everybody? Like, Exit yeah. didn't play well last season, so bench somebody else. You know what I mean? Which, I mean, I'm act. I'm I'm playing the role as general manager for a team that I don't know very well, but I really don't think you should go in, all in on this player, and then just be like, no, we're done for now. Uh, so I don't know if it's something behind the scenes, like if it's something not related to Rocket League, but I haven't seen anything about that. So I hope he didn't get screwed though, because since he since he's never played in the RLCS, like this could stunt his growth, in my opinion. Like depending if they uh, bench him for the entire season. Oh, for sure. I I think that if he got out of this contract or he gets traded, or whatever the situation is, I think that someone will be willing to take a chance on him, for sure. Yeah. But I do see what you mean in the fact that he's going to be, if he is benched for a long period of time, he's going to be behind. Yes. You know, Daniel and uh, Aqua and Zen is going to get experience like right off the bat. And For he's sure. going to have to wait. He's going to have to wait around, be in the kind of the mix, the melting pot for a little while, even though he's eligible, just because he's stuck. Yeah, and it's just unfortunate because I don't know what Exit is like as an organization, but hopefully they're like they're still paying him because there are contracts where people, bent, if they're benched, they don't get paid is what I've heard. So I hope they're paying him at least so that he can like 
use this as a career and focus on Rocket League. Um, so it's just unfortunate. Uh, there's not a ton that we know about it, but I just hate the precedent of just benching a player like this. Like I, I don't know if it was the organization's decision or if it was players, because most of the time the power comes from the players, so I'd like to hear their perspective, but they haven't said anything about it. Um, and I don't know, like, is Turn Turo the... Is he the when I look at, like, Turn Turo or Evo, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we've seen Turn Turo. We know what he is. Yep. But you you decide to, to drop Evo, or not drop him, I mean, he's benched, but you know what I mean. Um, before you even get a chance to see what he looks like. Maybe, maybe, yeah, like, they didn't make a regional, but let's say if they did, maybe he was the only one that would have played well. You know what I mean? Like, you're not yeah. answering anything by benching him before a regional. Yeah, it's just, it's strange. I mean, obviously there has to be some reason that they did this because it just, it doesn't seem... There has, there has, there has to, to be a, to be a reason. reason. There has yes. to be. I mean, we don't know... Like you said, we don't know the behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on. Uh, but even if it is the players, like, who who would want to bench them? I guess that they didn't make it through the closed qualifiers is what I, I guess I, I didn't remember that. It's Rapid, Percy, and Evo. So, I don't know. It's just, it's strange. They didn't. I mean, they didn't play good in either the uh, closed yeah. or the top 16 qualifier. I think they went 0-3 in both. But I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know the stats of what was happening with Evo, but who knows? It's, it is. I, I think I have the solution here. What's that? I think, Let's hear it. I think it's... I don't know. I'm assuming you've seen. Maybe you haven't. But I think it's because... The reason they didn't make it is because Rapid has been too has been spending too much time farming impressions on Twitter from all the K Corp fans about Vatira. I think it's just maybe that Rapid is too big for his britches now and just thinks that I don't know. It it's, seems it's so funny. I can't tell if he's trolling or not. I can't it's, either. It's so funny though. It's regardless. really really funny, especially when he just got slapped into the next dimension by Vatira, but <laughs> hey Drew, it's it was he's, he was on EU servers. So when he's on EU servers, he'll be nasty he on, what he said in chat. <laughs> he was on EU servers for half of them, I thought. Was he? It, I thought it was two and two. I thought they went no, two in A and two no, in I EU. I think for copium he maybe maybe so, but regardless, I think using EU servers was all copium so that if he lost he could be like oh, 120 ping. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, it's funny though. So, um, good content. I mean, he, he's kind of at, like, he was never a star. So like, I don't know if like he's, he's gained followers and like a following based off of this. I mean, there's definitely more eyes on him. So, I mean, like, it's not like you're going to make millions of dollars as a Rocket League pro. So kind of keep it as long as you can, even if it's not based on your play, if you can stay relevant somehow. Um, but yeah, so we'll have to see what happens with Evo. Um, see if things change there, and if they do, we'll we'll definitely mention it on the podcast. Um, but moving on, uh, we did mention this roster last week. 
uh, Vitality, they unveiled their new roster of Alpha 54, Radosin, and Sazen. Uh, with Zen, very, this is an important point, Zen, as the they signed him to, and he'll be eligible to play in February. So, with that in mind, what expect what expectations, excuse me, should we set for this roster going into 22-23? What do you have expectations is maybe a better question to pose. Um, I'm not sure. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I think that this team, Alpha 54, Verdosin, and Sazen, can be good. I think that they can be really good with Zen because it'll be Alpha 54, Zen, and one of the other two. And we've talked about this, what I'm going to bring up before, but it creates some inner rivalry. There's some tension, yeah. Between Rodosin and Sazen, because we know that Alpha 54 is going to be playing on that team, most likely, unless something crazy happens. Yeah. And we know that Zen's going to be on that team because they signed him before he was even eligible. So... It could lead to Rodosin and Sazen trying to do too much on offense and defense, trying to leave good impressions to be that player. I mean, it's probably going to be up to Zen and Alpha who they want to play with, but I I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I feel like they can do good, but that that thing l- lurking in the background makes me wonder how it'll actually work out. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, I mean, I know this isn't this is kind of dodging your question, but I think like whoever Zen chooses, like Alpha's not gonna just be like if if you're Alpha, you're not gonna like deny what Zen wants as a teammate. Like his word is gospel, I think. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I think he's played with Sazen quite a bit is what I've heard. But also Radosin obviously has experience in the system and on the team. So I'm interested in how that works out. What was your question again? I totally forgot. I, uh, just, I got lost in that. Just how you felt about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I don't have expectations for them. Um, like a lot of rosters this season. I definitely expect them to do better than uh, last season because it is a more uh, more modern offense a younger team for sure um alpha doesn't have to ball chase um to to keep their team uh, relevant offensively um it's and i i can't ex- set expectations because rocket league in itself is so volatile already but then when you know that there's going to be a roster change like pretty much 100% chance a roster change coming in february like i'm glad they signed zen I think like pick him up before he's eligible, like get get him locked up. But at the same time, it kind of messes with how comfortable the team can get because things will change. Like there's a there's a clear time when things are going to change. So I don't know how comfortable uh, they can get with each other because the roster will, you know, be undergoing changes. So I don't have expectations. I do want them obviously uh in february to to uh, do well but before then i have no expectations for them um other than making regionals which is a really cop-out answer i know it's an awful answer it's it's a it's the least answer i could have given to that but 
I mean, making making regionals is kind of an expectation, I guess. It is, but like, yeah, it's not as high as making them in in NA, but like, yeah, I I I know what you mean. mean. Yeah, so make regionals, place top eight, maybe top eight is what I'd set for uh, until February is what I'd kind of hope for them to be at, but that's not that's not really an expectation. So, um. Maybe maybe they'll be good though this season, Drew. Maybe they won't be the uh, the bit that you have uh, that you hate Vitality so much. So maybe maybe you'll be able to use that with a different team. I don't know. Who knows? We'll just have to see who that becomes now. Because I don't hey, I, I don't know if it'll be Vitality anymore. I don't think it I will. Know. You'll find somebody else. I will. Maybe it'll just be Phase again this season. I always find someone else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I I know this isn't on the docket, but um, you want to talk about fairy peak real quick and what you told me before the show oh. so so ta- talking about x vitality players and lack of mechanics let's i want to hear what's been going on with uh fairy peak with fairy peak well i just i tune into his streams every once in a while but every He's time French, every man. time i t- <laughs> i don't <laughs> but every time i tune is t- into his tune into his stream He's almost always grinding mechanics with the new Olympics map that came out or free play. It's surprising because usually whenever you would watch a very peak stream, it would just be he's playing a bunch ranked. But yeah, he seems to be taking mechanics seriously. We'll see if it translates. But Has he been hitting it in game? Have you seen uh, in practice? I'll be honest. Most of the time, whenever I watch or like happen to look because the time zones are so different he's almost always on training something yeah so that's good though like i'm i know Rettles probably last season or season x um he grinded his mechanics to where he was relevant again because he was kind of falling off um garrett obviously before season eight i think probably did the same around that time so um, if he can get the mechanics back, I know I was saying this before uh, to you before the show. He has the game since both him and K Dub have the game since they know how to play. I think I think they could definitely update it a bit, but mechanics is definitely the bigger thing, you know. So for sure, I feel like I'll be honest. I feel like those kind of players that did so good with no, well, I won't say no mechanics, but little very small amount of mechanics Mm. and to be able to still compete and now you're grinding your mechanics and now you have these mechanics and you have the game sense those players are scary those players are like uh like your vatiras vatira is one of those players that has just crazy mechanics and super crazy game sense and he's rated to be one of the best in the world because of it. Yeah. Um, the only thing that does scare me a tiny bit, and the, the their greatest pro, but also their greatest con, I think, is that they're all old guard players. So it's K-Dop, Shawset, and Fairy. So there isn't that like young guard to kind of rein them in when they go back to like a more defensive play style. But that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean they will, but it is a concern. That's the only concern I have. But um, but hopefully I, it would be nice if 
wouldn't it be crazy if Perry Peak becomes the young player on that team? Just like here, I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna be the one who reigns these guys in. That would be I'm wild. back into the meta. That'd be fun. The old one of the oldest ones players ever, and yeah. he's gonna be the one. <laughs> that'd be that'd be kind of funny. Not gonna lie. Um. All right. So as you guys will know at this point, uh, when it comes out Friday morning, the uh, NA Regional One matchups for the first round of Swiss have been released. Let me pull that up actually on my Liquipedia. There it is. Um, and there's some there's some nice matchups. So I thought maybe we just go over um, a couple of noteworthy ones. I know a lot of people, myself included, even though I host the Rocket League podcast, cannot um, watch every single game, nor do does everybody want to, because some of them are like, for example, um, Rogue and Solary is a game I don't <laughs> want to watch. <laughs> to be honest, they've looked better, but I don't want to watch that game. Uh, so I thought we'd just pick out, Drew, maybe a, a few matchups that uh, people could watch that maybe they should kind of circle uh, on, the, uh, on the list of games to watch, uh, just so they don't have to watch every single one they can kind of have an idea of of what to look for going into it um how do you want to start do you want me to go first or do you want to go first go ahead i'll let you go first okay so and we can do it however many we want there aren't a ton in round one going to be honest at least in my opinion maybe you feel differently drew but the first one i'd actually watch out for um and maybe it's a cop-out but I think seeing, the, I think the one most people are going to have their eyes on uh, is Complexity versus Furia, just because it's a it's a Sam matchup in NA because these both used to be Sam teams. Complexity they came in uh, last season, and Furia obviously transferred this season. So it'll be an interesting barometer barometer to see how both teams have changed, uh, how Furia is adjusting to. Um, playing in NA constantly because the worry that some people have is that for majors, you know, they just had to practice for one weekend, you know, really focus their efforts on one weekend uh, to play like the, the better regions, but now it's every week. So it'll be interesting to see how they do uh, there. And with complexity, they have an international transfer uh, in CRR. So it'll be interesting to see from th that side, from that team, um, how he's fitting in and how he compares to um, the the previous uh, teammate. So that's that's the first matchup that uh, I think you should look out for. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be a really good one because it's like you said, old rivals from Sam. Yeah, complexity's the year ahead on the NA moving yeah. to NA. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, there's a couple that I have actually. And let's see, which one do I want to go with? I think I'll go with the one that most people probably won't look for. And it might be a dud, but I'm interested to see how they'll play is Dignitas and NRG. Because Dignitas, we don't really know a whole lot about how they play just yet. Dignitas, Andy, Dries, and Delta. It's Dries mashed with an old Charlotte Phoenix player and an old... Mm -hmm. Sonics player, I'm pretty yep. sure. So right. it's a brand new team. Uh, they looked they they looked pretty good and the yeah, top 16 decent. qualifier and NRG. We all know that the struggles that they've been having recently. So it'll be interesting to see if 
how it plays out because I feel like energy is really trying to bounce back. Obviously, why would they not? But it seems like they've been putting a lot of work in recently. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Yeah, I, I, I do love the first games of a season, especially one with so many roster changes and and chaos. Because even for a team like NRG, who's been struggling, like it's kind of like a barometer game for the first, you know, third of the season to see, okay, like Dignitas versus NRG, that's going to be the first time we really can kind of start, start to set, set standards for them and expectations a little bit. Um, so I, even though, like you said, it's technically just Dignitas, um, it's interesting because it, Everybody loves energy because, and we know this, Drew. Actually, let me mention this. We know this because I've, uh, this is a bit, uh, uh, I'm going on a tangent here. I apologize. <laughs> but every time I mention NRG in a title for the podcast, it instantly gets a ton more views. So we know people care about NRG and how they're doing. Um, I swear, like the last podcast, the one that came out four days ago, has like, twice the listens and clicks that a normal podcast has or episode has and it's always with energy without fail so we're just going to name this episode like another episode with energy in it or something just put energy <laughs> as a tag somewhere so that we get more clicks um so we know people care about energy no matter what no matter how many times the fans hate on them we want to test the theory see if it <laughs> See if it actually works. Yeah, yeah. We're I'm not above clickbait, Drew. I'm not above that. Um, <laughs> no, but that's a good matchup. Is there anything you want to mention about that more? Or I didn't want to cut you off. No, that's that's about all I had on that matchup. Okay, you, you were nice to me. Wait, did you have a couple? Did you have a couple that yeah, you wanted yeah. to say? Or... Do you have any more though? I want to see yours. I want to see your couple actually. So go ahead. Um, I have two more. Oh, you have two more. Yeah, one also could be dud, but I I don't know how it's gonna work out. I'll, I'll go ahead and go to that one. Uh, it's version one and accelerate because mm. accelerate is the old oxygen roster with yep. Ajax, so it's gimmick toasty and Ajax instead of yep. LJ. And version one, who I mean. I'm pretty sure they went 3-0 and in the top 16 qualifier, I want to say. Let me check. Yeah, they went 3-0. and So they're still on there. They're cruising through just like before. But Accelerate has looked pretty good. I mean, they haven't looked bad for sure. And usually version 1 will drop, make it close in an early stage, especially in the beginning of like a split. So... That could be an interesting one to look out for. Definitely could be a dud. Version one could just blow them out, but it could be, it could be a good game to watch. No, I do like that um, former Oxygen roster. I like Gimmick. Um, I think he played pretty consistently on that team last season. And when I think of Team Axel, which they did rebrand to, I th thought it was Accelerate still, but they rebranded just to Team Axel, which is just as bad of a rebrand as the last one. But regardless, um, yeah, I, I, I'm when you think of the the previous Team Excel Axel roster, I'm gonna get that messed up every time. I'm gonna um, say it every time. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a bad rebrand. I'm sorry, but um, whenever you think of that old roster, you don't think of good things. But this Oxygen roster. 
did pretty well last season. They when they first formed, they placed pretty well and they kind of tapered off. But is is Ajax is he new though? Is he in a new addition or was he there before? No, he wasn't. Like on the old. Yeah, was he on the uh, old uh... oxygen? Mm-hmm. No, he wasn't on the old oxygen. Yeah, I was, think so. It was Gimmick, LJ, and Toasty. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, L. Duh, LJ. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would say HX is a downgrade, but maybe fresh, like fresh, uh, players can help a little bit. Um. So I don't think they'll do great, but I definitely uh don't overlook them just because of the team name because it is a better roster uh, than what you're thinking. So yeah, that's the it's a good pick and it, just to see how how version one did since they didn't make any roster changes. You know. Yeah. So. Um, did you want to do your third one now? Do you have three? Total? Yeah. Do, do you have any more? I don't want to keep going if you have. Well, I don't want to steal yours because I think I know which one you're going to do. No, go ahead. I've, I've already done two. You can take yours. Okay. Go ahead. I think the next premier matchup is going to be FaZe versus Gen G. Yeah. And I think that's one that you were going to mention. But yep. FaZe, dare I say, Drew, might be the best on paper roster going into NA this year. Is that gonna get me stoned by you? Um, I don't know. I I I think on paper, yes, they could be really good. I don't. I'll be honest. I don't understand the roster change. Why? It's a great roster change. Because here's the thing: we know face, and they love making roster changes. All right, we know. That yeah, but this went is like the so best coaches. And every time, every time they get chemistry. And they are like, man, this team can be really, really good. They make a change to their stinking roster. Yeah, but and it's I missed. think, yeah, that's missed. But they also just had AJ, and AJ can do all the things Miss can do, if not better at some of them. Obviously, all players are going to be better at some things than others. But Mist, I it could. I feel like he is a good player. For this team, he can be the guy that can lock things down on defense and make some crazy breakout plays at the same time. But I just I don't I don't I don't think it's enough of an upgrade to warrant making a completely new roster, like a complete mm. roster change about. If yeah. you know what I mean. I mean I mean I see that, but and I might have felt that way last season but i was already so wrong about atomic to g2 <laughs> so like maybe that's why i'm changing here but i think with phase i think now i know this might be some blasphemy here but just think about it take the emotion out of it so aj super great offensive player really good defensive player i think he's pretty good wherever but definitely favors offense missed he is traditionally a defensive player but has all the mechanics of an offensive player, in my opinion. So, like, I think as a player, he is more well-rounded. Whether they 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 use every every uh, aspect of his gameplay, uh, like on offense, is a different story. But I think he fills that role just as well as AJ if he's implemented correctly. And I think it could be better because that's that rock on defense, and it's not another crazy offensive player who's going to be trying to take time away from the ball so that's my opinion maybe yeah i i agree i i mean i don't disagree that 
on paper, this team looks to be the best. On paper. We're saying that on paper because we don't know how they're yeah. going to play. <laughs> we yeah. haven't seen yeah. enough of them yet. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's phase. And I know yeah. how phase always defaults to playing, even with different players. It's always been the same, same play yeah. style since the beginning of last season. So I, th- I like I like this team, but I'm interested to see if Mist will be an actual defensive player on this team or not. Yeah, that will be interesting. Yeah, we'll just have to see though. Um, interested to see. Yeah, like I don't know. I I have not watched them play this season, like the, in the quals yet. Uh, I know it's been kind of hit or miss. I think in a preseason tournament is when they played really well, and then in quals they played bad, um, or like shaky a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see, like if they're still trying to figure out that play style, and if that kind of results in inconsistency. So uh, they'll just have to figure out how mist fits into it. But with Jinji, they're a team I think who is still gelling a bit. Um, with Chronic, who I think they definitely took a big risk on. Uh, he's relatively uh, unknown. Uh, he's a ones player because all the young players are now. Um, so, but but with Noli and apparently Jack, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's going to be a slow process. There's not going to be a huge honeymoon phase where they win everything. But I hope over the course of the season they consistently get a bit better. And the keyword in there is consistently because apparently Jack did not play consistent last season. Um, he had some stuff going on, so you, you, you're not holding it against him. But um, this will be a really good test for Genji to see how they are out of the gates because FaZe, like we said on paper, looks like the best team, at least on offense, in, in, a, in, in a really deep North American region this season. So... A really another really good barometer game for Genji and a really difficult one to win. I I don't know if I have them winning even though I want them to. I think my heart says Genji can take it and they might, but the like analytical unbiased part of me thinks FaZe will take that one. But regardless you'll you'll get a really good look at both teams and uh and how the, the, the roster changes they made uh kind of affect how they play. Yeah, and you mentioned that they took a big risk on chronic and to me so far it's been paying off i mean he's Mm. been i don't want to say extremely but he's been quite influential in the way that they play the game making a lot of big offensive plays he's not just you know sitting around in the backfield just kind of waiting or you know being a ones player we know in history ones players moving to threes have a hard time because there's six there's three times the amount of players on the field now Mm -hmm. and that's just completely different there's not a lot of space anymore so he's been doing good so far i think that he can be a good player like you mentioned i hope that they slowly figure things out and that they don't just come out of the gates in a bang and just do really good to start off because then usually it turns out that they don't do good later on so yeah i think that they have potential though like you said i think phase will probably win this matchup but i think genji definitely has a chance to win it. yeah yeah and i think later on if this matchup happens again i think it could definitely go a different way depending on on how they start to gel but i definitely prefer them to start off a bit 
shaky and and then grow as the season goes so they're peaking at the right time so that'll be a, a good matchup um is there i i kind of took yours so is there one you want to mention or is that it that's pretty much it i mean the rest of them we think like 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 per usual we think we know how they're gonna go uh yeah because you got space station and soul g2 and luminosity optic mm-hmm. and pk rogue and shopify rebellion shopify rebellion and rogue could be an interesting matchup just because they're pretty close to the same level rogue has looked really good recently and shopify made a roster change i'm pretty sure yeah it's memory parth and two piece so they haven't looked bad i mean they've looked pretty good i think they went 3-0 in the closed qualifier uh so they did just as good as nrg i guess yeah no and that that actually kind of sets us up nicely for the next segment you talking about two piece because i want to uh go over uh fantasy players if you are playing in fan rl dot com um that you should look out for for i'm i'm gonna um use north american players just because um right now since the quals are still uh, beginning for eu they don't have them like the the player amounts or like cash values for them and stuff so i don't want to use them right now um i'll probably do that next week but Drew, you're free to kind of use whatever players you want. It doesn't just have to be in an A, but that's just how I'm doing it. Um, but let's talk about that. What fantasy players to look out for? Because there's been actually like a lot of buzz about fantasy this season. Like I know Hootie who's been doing it. I think Chrissy's been doing it. Um, and there's been a few casters who have joined. So it's it definitely is catching on more. So I thought it'd be a kind of a fun thing to go over. Maybe at the beginning of each split, like new split to see like, you know, what players to look out for for each region or not each region but um some of the 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 bigger regions or or kind of whatever we decide to do so let me actually pull up my list real quick so i'm going to mention three so i'm just going to mention one for each position i don't know how you can do it again however you want to drew but the reason this is a good transition is because i'm kind of going to use a dark horse pick uh to recommend for striker so two piece, I think, is a uh, kind of a dark horse pick at striker. Last season, he started out in I think Winter Regional Three is what I saw on FanRL. Started out below average in point scoring, and then at the end went a decent portion above average. Um, and Shopify, there's just a gut feeling I have about them this season about how they're performing, and I think two piece is really good value at striker because he's only fourteen hundred dollars. Um, if you're using a salary cap league. And what's good about this, uh, Drew, I don't know if you know, I've been doing a little bit, bit of research, but each regional, depending on how that player plays, their cash value uh, will go up or down, depending mm-hmm. on if they played good or bad. But if you have them on your roster, it's locked. So if they perform great, um, that doesn't change the amount that they cost to you. So with two-piece... If you buy him at fourteen hundred and then he does well next region or this regional, he might shoot up to like sixteen hundred at the next one, and you might not be able to afford him. So I think he's a good value because he's cheap. Not many people are thinking about him, but I do just have a feeling um, he's going to do well individually. So that's kind of my pick at striker. Um, I don't know if you want to do yours by that, Drew, or and if we want to hand off, like sure. 
yeah. back and forth. Okay. I ahead. had mine set up to where I was going to give you your top player and okay. a dark horse player. Okay. No, that's so fine. for a uh, top player, I'm going to do both EU and NA on this. Go for it. So for top player and EU and NA, I feel like your top striker is probably going to be beast mode. Beast mode yep. does a lot of the offense for version one. He's very expensive. Obviously. He's well, you gotta like have one highest. of those. You gotta have one. Yeah, you him, gotta have him and yeah. first killer are the highest uh price on uh fan RL. But beast mode, I think you'll get just about as much out of him as you would out of first killer, if not yeah. maybe a little more for a little bit less of a price. Now for my dark horse, it's also I'm pretty sure I had an NA player. Let me check again. Yep, I had another NA Good. player. Or my dark horse. Oh, I just lost it. Where is it? You're good. There it is. It's uh, really my, a dark horse because he can't find it in his docket. <laughs> my dark horse pick for striker is Nolly. Nolly comes in at mm. fourteen fifty, so he's pretty cheap. Uh, yep. But Nolly did a lot for the offense of Carmen Core last season, and that was with a team that had Astral. And I can't think of his name now. Astral and Itachi. Yeah, there we go. And so him being able to do a lot on that team should be able to translate to doing a lot with Jack and Chronic, who are close to his ability and offense. We don't really know how their team play works out just yet, but he might be worth the risk for your offense for Dark Horse. I think those are pretty good. I think Nolly is a interesting pick, but I do like like I think that's a uh, that could be a good pick, and because he's cheaper, I think definitely that could be um, a good pick because he might, especially with apparently Jack, he might um, shoot up in value later on. Um, so for me, for my midfield, um, I think it's more of a reasonable pick. Uh, AJG, he's fourteen fifty. Um, I think. With Raisable, who is actually, I don't know if he started playing ones consistently, but he's been really doing well in offseason tournaments on offense. He's always been good on offense, um, as well as CRR replacing Shad, who he's super offensive, uh, CRR is. I think AJG is going to be perfect for midfield, helping facilitate those two who are on offense uh, with saves, or not with saves, with um, assists, which... Uh, which his position gets so you could say um a boost to assist points so i think ajg um is a good one there um and for defense for me i have torment and he's really cheap he's only 1300 he's uh, he's actually lower down and i'd say he's probably the best defender you're going to get in the league maybe minus somebody on bds because they're all aliens um and these guys are way cheaper uh torment is so I think he's a no-brainer um, at that position because he's the best on defense. He's going to rack up a ton of saves. And because you're putting him on the defensive um, position, you're going to get a boost to every save he gets, a boost to his points. So I think Torment is probably the, the most logical answer there. And I'm pretty... I will, I will argue, I will fight people who don't think Torment should be the number one <laughs> option on defense. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think there's going to be a better player. Not for that price, though, either. Maybe, like, like you have to go down the list to find him. Yeah, maybe not statistically, I guess. But 
yeah, Torment is probably going to be the best player in the long haul to get. Um, let's see, I'm at my midfield. So for my midfield, my non-Dark Horse is going to be Extra. Extra is... It's a good one. He's obviously not a Monkey Moon or a Seiko, but he definitely does a lot for them to help set them up. Uh, Monkey Moon could be another good option to put at midfield. Yep. I feel like I put him at striker, though. I'll be honest. Mm. Um, and then... <clears throat> He's not really a dark horse, I would say, but he's definitely on the cheaper side is Rettles for your midfield. Yep, love that one. Rettles, uh, another kind of extra-like player to where he doesn't do a lot to score. Like, he doesn't do a lot of scoring, but he does a lot of setting up for his teammates, does a lot to help them out, get everything set up for a good offensive push. So those are my like two that. for midfield. And for defense... Obviously, you have torment. Why wouldn't you have torment as your best player? I will player? fight you if but, you think he's number one. But another player that you might not think of that I don't know if I would put him at defense. It could be a little bit of a risk, but he's an extremely he does so much for any team that he's on defensively. Is Batira? Batira does a lot for the defense, helping control the plays on the defensive side of things. So. I don't know if I'd put him at defense, though, but if you have all your other spots filled, put him there. True. And he's, like, already up. He's, I'm sure he's going to be at the top um, of, like, the, the value. But sure. if, if you do want to pick him up, like, you're going to be spending so much on him. Like, why not use him at multiple positions? You know what I mean? A little bit. Like, yeah. um, obviously, I think everybody's still figuring out, like, the best strategy for it. But why not like use him at multiple positions just based on the week? So yeah, that's actually an interesting one uh, because I think I would have. So you so you just chose uh, torment and then Vitira. So mm-hmm. I would have probably done torment and who would I do on defense? Because I will I'd no. probably put Vitira on my offense. Um, yeah, same probably. Let me see. What I have on my team, I have actually gimmick on one of mine. He's a lower priced one. Um, I think maybe he's better in midfield. I think surprisingly, actually, and this is an expensive pick to put at defense, but Daniel, like Daniel, like he is a definitely like he's known for his mechanics, but he actually plays a lot in the uh, third man role, a surprising amount if you look at Octane GG. Yeah, I mean you. In your head, you never really want to put a lot of people on defense just because you don't think yeah. that there's going to be a lot to go there but i mean it's probably just about the same as putting them at midfield it's just whatever they usually get statistically yeah. i would even put maybe maybe extra like if you have all your other spots filled i would maybe even yeah. put extra defense yeah there's a bunch of different things you can do and i'm still like i'm we're def- i'm well, i know for me at least i'm definitely not a pro at, at fantasy Rocket League. I'm still learning, but these are just it's just a fun segment that we'd like to kind of introduce just because I think fantasy sports are fun nonetheless, even though we I, I don't know anything. So it's it's still a fun thing to do. Um that was all of them, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So um plug those into your roster. Let us know if if you follow us on Twitter what your rosters are gonna be. Um if you don't know about fantasy uh, RL, I will link it in the description of the f- show notes. 
Um, and on the website, you can also see the rules, how it works, um, how the multipliers work, and all that stuff. So if you have any questions, look at it there because they can do a better job at explaining it than we can. Um, so that's going to do it for this week's episode. Um, sorry, it's a bit late coming out. Like we said previously, I was traveling uh, most uh, like Monday, Tuesday. I was there was a bunch of stuff going on, so we weren't able to do the live show or anything like that. But uh, things get in the way, so I can't really change uh, things like that, trips like that that have been planned uh, super far in advance. So um, hopefully next week we'll be able to do a live show. I don't see why we why we won't be able to. So should be back then for that. Um, but enjoy regional one for NA. It's, it's the most depth that we've seen from this region, the most parity that we've seen from this region in so long. So it's going to be an interesting season. Um, Drew, is there anything you want to say before we, before we close and get into regional one? Uh, you kind of summed it up pretty well. NA has a lot of, I mean, it's the most depth that we've seen out of NA probably ever. Yeah, maybe. ever for sure. The most we had before this was last season where there was the big four or five and that yeah. was surprising. So now there's eight or nine teams that could win yeah. the whole thing. So a lot of depth and I guess just thanks everyone for watching. Yeah. Yeah. No, you are going to definitely see really good teams this season that do not make the major cutoff. Like, sure. it's, it, like this season when you're making your brackets you are gonna have a tough time because there's a lot of teams that you'll have to that you'll have to take outside of your top five that really could definitely contend for that so enjoy the first regional um a lot of rock league to watch so we hope that you guys kind of tune into those special matches that we that we paid attention to or don't if you think those matches suck watch whatever <laughs> you want but um regardless we can all enjoy rocket league no matter what team it is um i know i'm just here to to watch any rocket league team no no specific biases um i just want to see a fun rocket league so season is already starting up again uh crazy stuff and we will be back next week to recap in a regional and kind of discuss going into eu uh, regional one uh, so we'll see you guys then and take care <laughs>